faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That is a picture of what it means for us to have faith, which, how strong is your faith? How big is your faith? How healthy is your faith? And so, as you're kind of just thinking about, well, I don't even know if I've got faith or not. That's where the transparency comes in. But it doesn't take much faith when the thing that you're faithing upon is big and powerful. Faithing is not an English word, by the way. I don't think. I just created it. So having faith is not how big you are or how powerful you are. It is in the object of what you have faith in. And we're talking about the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ who came to earth and gave himself for every creature, every person born on this globe from all generations. Jesus Christ's death on the cross provided for everyone salvation, eternal salvation, forgiveness and cleansing from all our sin and even our foibles, even our idiosyncrasies, our strangeness, our weirdness as people. That's the God that we believe in. And people think we're crazy for having faith for something we can't see. But that's what this is saying. It's the assurance of things hoped for. You know, on your birthday, somebody says, okay, now you're five years old. What are you hoping for before you blow out your candles? Make a wish. That's what hope is, right? Make a wish and then blow out your candles. The candles look so pretty there. The lights are all out and here's this little five-year-old. But I like to see the candles. No, blow them out. That's the opposite of what our God says. Because he's the light of the world. And he's the evidence. He is the substance. He is the one who gives us substance in our life. And we haven't even started on my message yet. (laughs) By faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It's the New American Standard. For by it, men of old gained approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen is not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death 
and he was not found because God took him. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. I'm not going to probably be able to get through this whole message today because of our prayer time today, but that was precious. And that was exercising of our faith. We start out with a definition by the author. Basic faith. We're going to talk about what is faith. And then examples. Examples are really important for us. That's why this book was given to us. It's not full of laws and rules and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. It's about the lives of people. That's what this book is about. Really. It's life stories. And it's the story of Jesus, which is a wonderful story. That is what we cherish this book for. Because it's living out the truth of God in our lives. And everyone should have that kind of a story. Those kind of stories are very, very important. You've probably heard me say this before. I believe that the first half of eternity, what does that mean? The first half of eternity, we'll be sitting around telling our stories to each other. Do you know how many billion stories there are to listen to? It would seem like an eternity, but I want to hear your story. I want to hear the stories of those who are not even mentioned in this book, who have believed the same God as those whose names are in this book. I want to hear their stories. Haven't you ever heard somebody say, the first thing I want to do when I get to heaven, I want to go up to Paul and just ask him, what were you talking about? Well, the first question I want to ask is, who wrote the book of Hebrews? (laughs) Examples are great. And they are for us right now now while we're living here on this ball. And we're going to come to a conclusion, but not today. You'll have to come back, every one of you. The definition of faith, we already kind of touched on this, but it's the assurance of things hoped for. It's the knowing, I know that I know that I know that he is my savior that he has died for my sins, that he, Jesus Christ, has become my salvation, your salvation. And with confidence, next Saturday night, sitting down with people here in this room at Good News Saturday, we can share with our friends the assurance that we have about Jesus Christ, that he is our Savior. He has cleansed us from sin and guilt and wretched life that we had. 
and we can assure our friends it can be the same for you. The assurance of things hoped for. We're going to follow a couple of those examples, but second part is the conviction of things not seen. Or as the King James says, the evidence. That's what Nan and Autumn, they're writing their thesis. And they have a conviction that what they're writing about in their thesis is correct. But first of all, they have to do their studies in order to get the facts and bring those back and put them together in an in understandable way and then say, this is what I found out to be true. Well, that is, your papers aren't very important. <laughs> but this is very important for us, for living life and for godliness. This book is the evidence. This is the conviction that we stand on. You know, in the United States, we have a tradition in our courts that if someone is convicted or indicted or is a witness of a crime or something, that, and I don't know whether we still do this in the United States or not, in the courts, of having a Bible. And there's a man that stands, the judge is up here, and there's a man that's, or a woman that's standing holding the Bible. And that witness has to come up and say, they swear that what they're going to tell is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. That was a tradition in the beginning of the United States. Why? This is the evidence. This is the conviction of truth, what's written in this book. That was the highest standard that our founders in America could find to inspire, to bring a sense of fear and reverence to the courtroom that all that was spoken was truth so that the judges or the judge can come to a right conclusion about whoever is being indicted. And then the men of old gained approval. And we're going to look at their lives. And we can't look at their lives in the next one minute. So read up on chapter 11, okay? Come back and enjoy our time together. You know, today has been very, very unusual for us. But it's just like us. We bless you. And we want to direct you to trust in the one who has all the evidence and that your conviction of your heart, the faith that he has put there, it's not you, it's the Spirit of God that puts that knowing, that being able to grasp and understand what Jesus has done in my life. And even before you know him, just by calling out to him and saying, Jesus, I know I'm filthy inside. I'm broken inside. I need you. Come and be my savior. Cleanse me from my brokenness and my sin. Come in 
And Jesus promised that when he went to the Father, he would ask the Father to send another helper, the Holy Spirit, to come and dwell inside of us. And that's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means when God speaks to you. It's through the Holy Spirit. Whether it's through a word that you read here, or it's a word that a Christian brother speaks to you, or it's in the middle of the night. And that Spirit of God speaks to you about, you know, I can cleanse that. I can fix that. Be at peace. Receive my forgiveness. Receive my power. That's the Spirit of God who comes and speaks to us through his word. And if you want to find out, is this really of the Lord or not? Look in your Bible. Get it confirmed. There's evidence here that will coincide or support that so that it becomes your conviction. Father, we thank you that this verse is in our hearts now this week. We pray that as we go through this week as the people of God, that you would instill in our, in our hearts the awareness of your presence in our jobs, in our lifestyles, our families, the schools, wherever it may be that you lead us, that by your Spirit you are living in us and we can be like these great men and women that are mentioned in this chapter. How great is our God. We worship you and we praise you. We give you thanks for sending Jesus. Thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, Amen.